Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin. With me today, I have Dr. Rhonda Bompenza Zimmerman. She's a professor at Grand Canyon University, as well as a health and wellness consultant at Logistics of Longevity at Work Life 360. I have Sarah Oblick Spiker. She's an MBA, a former international athlete, now a life coach and remote operations specialist and transformational expert. And finally, I have Goodjong Bergman. He is an Iceland native, an author of 30 books, and a personal coach and mindfulness teacher. The question I have for the three of you today, how do you deal with feeling foolish? Rhonda, kick us off. Well, I have to say it's very different than it was 10, 20 years ago. You know, I just know that for me today as an adult with some self-discovery and awareness, I understand that when I start to feel some anxiety or fear in my body, I kind of can start to think, am I feeling foolish for some particular reason? And I'm kind of in charge of that thought process and kind of stopping it in its tracks. So when I notice maybe if I'm doing some public speaking and I get tongue tied or I'm trying something new, which happened yesterday and I've never tried it before and I'm embarrassed or I'm feeling inadequate to get something done, I just stop and allow myself to just be and kind of laugh at myself for a minute in that moment and then ask a lot of questions or do some self-discovery and then just try to take an actionable step so that gets me out of, so that I'm not stuck in that thought process because we know when we get stuck there, we tend to feel small, we self-isolate, and then we just can't be as we are and live in a way that we feel connected with one another. So for mm. me, I noticed it physiologically in my body. Then I stop and think, hmm, how am I judging myself? Why am I judging myself? And then I make, take some sort of action. And breathing, honestly, has been helpful for me in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love this so much because I'm just right now going through some of my previous work and we were talking about biographies before hitting life. It's like, I'm not that serious. I'm more of a fun person, even foolishness. So now I'm almost intentional in bringing some of that back to life. And I find it as a mom to be really helpful, even around my kids who, again, you know, when you're young, you want to be all serious. But I think when you're getting older, like, oh, where's this zest for life? Where's this foolishness coming in? One of the important games that I used to play, I had a moment of a blackout. I got the ball and I was like, oh, now he's covering me. There's no defense. My coach went like, oh my gosh, you just scored on our own basket. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> and I'm like, well, and today that is a story of foolishness. And also sometimes that I'm using with my kids, like, listen, I survived that in front of the whole gym. You'll be fine. <laughs> you know, whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah, I think it's a good point. There are two contexts here, right? One is how I feel about myself. Do I feel foolish? And I feel less and less foolish as I grow older Mm. uh, because I just don't care as much about what other people think that way. But I was semi-famous in Iceland where I lived for most of my life before I moved here to Texas. And I was made to feel foolish because there were some people who made like these funny blogs and they found something that I'd said, and then they made a big thing out of it. And that I became known for that. And that's different, like feeling foolish in the eyes of somebody. I did not deal with that really well. Mm. <laughs> but it, it taught me also that whenever you put something out there, you're no longer in control of it. Uh, but feelings of foolishness in myself, I feel less and less. Mm. 
I don't know how I deal with it today if, if it happened on a larger scale, but I have had that experience of feeling foolish when somebody twists something that I put out there. And, and that is a totally different thing. But today, I guess we all need to be prepared for that because as a friend said earlier this month, we are, have all become broadcasters. We're all on TV all the time, just being mm -hmm. on Zoom, even though this is recorded, but just being in a meeting, we're still all broadcasters. So everything that we say, everything that we do can be scrutinized by others. So uh, I guess it's being prepared and kind of learning how to deal with yourself as you go through that. But it, it's not easy. Yeah. Just this week, I had a situation. I went to a dinner party and I, I brought something with me and everybody loved it, which was great. But then they asked me for the recipe and I'm a little bit dyslexic. So having to write something down with people watching me is really hard. And I worked really hard at it and I could not for the life of me spell the word syrup. I could not spell it. And I know now I spelled it wrong. I got the U and the Y in the wrong place. And so there's written documentation that people have and other people took pictures of, of me not being able to spell the word syrup. And every time I think about it, I think I'm such an idiot and they're gonna think I'm an idiot. And every time I look at that recipe, they're gonna be reminded that Robin's an idiot. And I have to say to myself, first of all, calm down. It's mm -hmm. not a big deal. There's lots of evidence that you're not stupid. And the fact that you can't spell syrup when people are watching you is not the end of the world. But I got to tell you many times this week, that story has bubbled up in my head and my, the part of my brain has gone, you're an idiot. And dealing with that feeling foolish in that way has been really hard for me this week. And that seems like a silly story, but that's how it is. Yeah. It feels very different in the moment, doesn't Robin? Mm -hmm. And now it's a couple of days later and you're talking about it. And I hear there's a fun factor about it. The silliness. Oh, I did something that made me feel in the moment, like a complete imbecile. But now today sharing it and being vulnerable with everyone, hmm, it kind of seems kind of silly that I let myself get all worked up. Because I still feel dumb. And I would have rewritten really? the whole thing if oh. I could have managed to spell syrup, but I couldn't spell it. So I had to just leave it. So it's still persistently nagging a little bit in your head. It is. It still comes up. And I, and I, the thing for me that's hard is I know every time that those people go to make that thing, they're going to look at it and be like, I can't believe she couldn't spell syrup. Do you think they're going to even notice? I don't know. This is the point of this conversation, right? How do you deal with that nagging thing? Because every time it comes up for me and now when I make that recipe, it's still going to be, yeah, you couldn't spell syrup that day. It is the self-criticism, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. it, it's how you see yourself. The voice just keeps going, right? Mm -hmm. The voice just is constantly there. Maybe it has something to do with standard. You hold yourself to a very high standard in life. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you go below that, that makes you feel foolish. In my case, I, I had a need to be seen in a certain way. And when somebody saw me in a different way, I, that was very hard. hard. It's it's a level of stoicism, I guess, to have to say, <laughs> once my image is out there, once my uh, recipe is out there, once my book is out there. I mean, I've I've done thirty books. I know that there are spelling mistakes in those books. Same, I've done three, <laughs> and there's spelling errors in them. And and so sometimes that bugs me, and sometimes I try to go back and fix things, and that's an easy loop mm -hmm. to get stuck in. Mm -hmm. Right. Rewrite the going, past. Oh, if I can just fix that and then it's going to be okay. And then I fix that and then it's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. uh, but if there is a level of stoicism and a kind of an examination of standards that go hand in hand 
that helped me feel less foolish today than I did. And I guess it comes with age too. I, you know, you, you, you've tried a lot of stuff and <laughs> some things work, some things don't. Sometimes it's great, sometimes it's not. And uh, yeah. I guess, yeah. A quote comes to mind. It had something along the lines of, you know, don't take constructive criticism from somebody who has never constructed anything. Mm. So being a multilingual person, there are plenty of opportunities when I felt foolish for not finding the word, much less spelling it <laughs> or being on a stage and you trip and you flop or whatever. And one of the things that I remind myself in those situations, like, wait, they came to me for the recipe. I'm the one on the stage there in the stands. I'm the one who speaks multiple languages, you know, like just mm. shifting this perception a little bit. Yeah. And that's a good point. There, the, the fact that I couldn't spell syrup that day is not going to keep them from making the recipe. The recipe is still very makeable and it makes like, they'll know what it means. It'll be fine. Exactly. Yeah. I, I think all of us are kind of saying the same thing, like with some self-awareness, as we get older and we have important conversations, even like this, and we talk about some of our vulnerabilities and how we judge ourselves based upon societal norms and how we want to project ourselves in the world as, as a being, it just makes us easier to become more aware of when this happens so that we can take actionable steps so that we can kind of maybe change our thinking a little quicker. So that, again, we're not we're not suffering the consequences such as, you know, physical stress, emotional self stress, financial, social, whatever it is. And that awareness, I think, is key, you know, in just shifting the way we think about looking foolish. Yeah. Well, that is our 10 minutes. So I'm going to cut us off there. Thank you for letting me share my foolishness with you and, <laughs> and being gracious about it. I appreciate it. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.